Friday, March 3rd, 2017 here on the Patriots Beat Podcast. Lots of free agency and draft news for the Pats this week. We'll be breaking it all down as well as bringing on Kevin Duffy to help us go over what free agents will be staying and what free agents will be going and different updates on contract situations. All that and more on this episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriot B Podcast. I am your host, Harris Rubenstein. Very happy to be coming with you on a very beautiful Thursday morning here in the great city of Los Angeles, California. But we have much more important things to go over. It is New England Patriots free agency time. We're getting a little draft prep. So welcome to the official... Patriots beat free agency preview. Big deal. We're going to be going over all the Patriots free agents today, where we think they're going to end up, how much money we think they're going to get. Then Kevin Duffy is going to confirm if we know what we're talking about or if we're just crazy as usual, which to be totally honest, we're probably just going to end up being crazy as usual. But we'll be going over every single big-time Patriots free agent. We'll be talking about Martellus Bennett, Alan Branch, Logan Ryan, Deron Harmon, Donta Hightower, and Michael Floyd. Those are going to be our big-time targets. Uh, but first, a couple Pats news from things that have happened this week. It seems as... Excuse me, as of a couple hours ago, obviously this being recorded on Thursday before the show released on Friday, that Sebastian Vollmer is going to be released. Obviously not a huge surprise due to the fact that he's had a lot of injury problems the past couple of seasons, and also for the fact that, no, the Patriots already found his replacement and gave him a big-time contract, so... That's a you know, but kind of a a big news thing, but also at the same time, you know, not not necessarily the most surprising side of everything. So, first things first, let's let's break down exactly what the Patriots are going to be looking for in free agency. Oh wait, hold on, I totally totally forgot. We need to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, we're gonna Kevin Duffy and I will break down what's going on with him. Um, when he comes on later. However, however, we should talk about him anyway. So obviously the big report was from Adam Schefter yesterday being Wednesday was that, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to be traded no matter what. He was adamant that this wasn't a negotiation ploy or any sort of way to squeeze more money out of someone. He was adamant adamant, adamant, adamant that the New England Patriots are not going to be trading Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. So now here's the real question. Do we believe him? Why should we believe him? And is it really true? So first of all, should we believe what he's saying? And to be totally honest, I I totally think so. I mean, this is Adam Schefter. I mean, if Adam Schefter is telling you, hey, they're not going to trade this guy no matter what happens. They don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Excuse me. They don't trust Jacoby Brissett enough to, you know, leave the team if Brady goes down. Then you should probably believe 
Adam Schefter. I don't think this is some crazy marketing ploy. I think this is a way for the Patriots to tell the rest of the NFL, hey, you guys suck at drafting quarterbacks. We now have two that we're confident in starting an entire NFL season and another one who's going to be ready in about a year or two. So... I really think that that we should listen to Adam Schefter when when he says that they're not going to trade him. I understand the the want to. I understand that there is a necessity that could that they could feel uh, to trade him. However, I'm okay with them actually not doing it because you know. It, Jimmy Garoppolo is great. You know, I, I think you could get easily a first round pick for him, if not two. But unless someone blows you away, I don't think you should trade him. You know, Tom Brady's going on forty. You know, as as robotic of a man as he is when it comes to his health, you just you never really know what is going to happen um, over the course of a season. And if they feel comfortable that. You know, they want to have that Matt Castle character behind Brady if he goes down, then I'm I'm totally fine with it. So don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo. If Adam Schefter says they're not gonna do it, then honestly I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way they go. So that's the Jimmy Garoppolo news of the week. Uh we'll keep you guys updated as we go deeper and deeper into the offseason. But we're going to take our first quick break. When we come back, it is time to break down all of the biggest free agents the New England Patriots have to offer. We'll be right back. Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right, so let's get everything underway, and we're going to start with Dante Hightower. So, you know, Jeff Howe released a lot of big-time stuff today just about, you know, what, what's possibly going on with the free agents, who's going to come back, who's going to leave. So we'll, we'll, we'll start from the top, and we'll start with um, – Excuse me, I'm all over the place. We will start with Dante Hightower. So according to Jeff Howe, Dante Hightower and the Patriots are continuing to keep an open and productive dialogue. Sides are aware of each other's parameters. So it very much seems as if the New England Patriots are going to let Dante Hightower test free agency, then come back and probably have a chance to match whatever offer uh, whatever biggest offer he gets, it is to Jeff Howe's understanding that his preference would be to return to New England. I know he likes it.
visit here. I know he enjoys living here as well. So I think Dante Hightower testing free agency isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think he totally deserves to get his full market value from the New England Patriots. And to be totally honest, I think the Patriots are interested in hearing what his market value is. It's kind of similar with Devin McCourty that they weren't quite sure how heavily valued he was around the NFL. And once they saw the kind of contracts that he was going to be getting, I think they jumped right on him and said, oh, wow, we're, we will pay you that. Don't worry. So I think Dante Hightower is going to get a pretty massive deal from someone, probably averaging somewhere around $12 million a year. So I'm going to go... I believe my prediction last show was five years, 55. I'm going to bump that up to five years, 60 with $35 million guaranteed. So a little bit over half of that contract is guaranteed, but he still gets $60 million with a pretty nice signing bonus. So five years, 60 and five years, excuse me, like I said, five years, 60 and 35 mil guaranteed. That is my official prediction for what Dante Hightower is going to get this offseason. So moving on from Dante Hightower, let's go into Logan Ryan and Deron Harmon. We'll, we'll bring up Malcolm Butler in this is too. So Logan Ryan, I already mentioned this a couple episodes ago. I think he's gone. I think Logan Ryan is going to um, end up signing with a team for a lot of money. Kevin Duffy will bring it up a little bit later about how much he's exactly valued by the rest of the NFL. But Jeff Howe said today that uh, looks like Logan Ryan and Jerron Harmon will hit free agency, then present their best offers to the Pats to see if they'll be interested to match. I think they will match whatever offer Jerron Harmon gets. I think whatever offer Logan Ryan gets, they're not going to match. I believe that Logan Ryan is going to get paid a hefty, hefty amount of money. I think that Logan Ryan is going to be signed to a five-year, $50 million deal with $28 million guaranteed by, I've been saying it all along, the N- the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think that's where Logan Ryan is headed. And then I believe Deron Harmon will be back on the team next year. I believe, I think Deron Harmon it's difficult to evaluate exactly what kind of contract he's going to get because it's very, I don't really know how highly he's regarded in NFL circles. So I'm going to say a good contract for Deron Harmon will end up being, let's go five years, 27 and a half mil with 12.5 guaranteed. I think that'd be a good number for Deron Harmon, 27 and a half mil. It's a little bit over five mil a year. With a decent amount of guaranteed money. Again, I think he could end up selling bigger than that. I'm just not quite sure what they or how he's valued around the NFL. So next, we're going to move on to Alan Branch. Jeff Howe tweeted out, the Patriots believe they made a solid offer to Alan Branch this week. They're deep in negotiations. It really sounds like they want to bring back uh, Alan Branch to continue to mentor uh, Malcolm Brown and Vincent Valentine. I mean, they, 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 that was a great core last year, one of the best on the entire team. They didn't really run into any problems throughout the year, and Alan Branch is in the middle of a late career revival. So I believe you'll see Alan Branch get a two-year contract worth $9 million with three mil of that guaranteed. I think they'll give him a, a decent deal for you know about four and a half, four seven five yearly with a nice little guaranteed contract. I don't think they're going to get into the crazy double digits with him simply because I don't really know how much money anyone's going to pay a 32-year-old defensive tackle 
uh, in his 12th year. So moving on, we're going to talk about Martellus Bennett. So Jeff Howe tweeted out today that Bennett is going to test free agency, wants to maximize his value. We've known about this for for a pretty long time now that Martellus Bennett's probably going to test the market and probably get paid a pretty hefty amount by a team that is not the New England Patriots. So Martellus Bennett, obviously a great player, did a great service to the team this year by coming on and uh, having a great year, fighting through that ankle injury and helping them win a Super Bowl. And now we have this whole Twitter thing with all of you fans or some of you fans coming at him about taking less money, even though he's 28 and this is his last chance to get a big NFL contract. I believe he will leave the Patriots this year and head to a team. Maybe the New York Giants would be a good place for him. Um, where, where else would be a good place for Martellus Bennett? I thought maybe it'd be the Dolphins, but obviously they traded for Julius Thomas. But we'll see. I think there will definitely be a lot of teams out there looking for Martellus Bennett. I think he'll get a three-year deal worth $20 million with uh, with nine mil of that guaranteed. That's what I think Martellus Bennett's going to get. All right, moving on to Michael Floyd. So I believe uh, Jeff House says that the Pats are interested in keeping Floyd on a budget deal won't overextend him. That means the only way he's going back to the Patriots is if he gets no big time offers and he comes back and is like, hey, can I get a one year, like two million dollar prove it deal? And then I'll go into free agency next year after having a big season with Brady. Uh, I don't think Floyd will end up coming back. I think Amendola is going to restructure his contract and be the number five guy. I just think there isn't enough spots on the team for uh, Michael Floyd to actually make a big enough impact. I think Michael Floyd is gone. I'm not going to even predict a contract with him. All right, moving on to who am I missing? I, yes, Malcolm Butler. Actually, do you know what? No, I'm going to save the Malcolm Butler talk for when Kevin Duffy comes on because he had a lot of interesting information that I think would be pretty valuable in this. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave Malcolm Butler to him when he comes on in a couple of minutes. But the last person that we actually do need to talk about is, well, not person, but more of a, a draft position. So Jeff Howe tweeted out today that the Patriots are expected to be heavily focused on Ed Rogers this offseason. I'd be surprised if they didn't draft two and sign one. So I also believe that they're going to be going D end of the draft. And I have a couple of guys here who I think could be big time for them. So one of them is Takaris McKinley from UCLA. Um, he does have a shoulder injury that will keep him out of the combine, but he's an athletic freak. He's a great pass rusher, had a great record uh, at UCLA when it comes to just total sack record. So big time for Takaris McKinley. Another guy whose name I think you might be hearing is Hassan Reddick out of Temple, uh, Bucky Brooks. And who was it? Bucky Brooks and Move the Sticks. Daniel Jeremiah did a mock draft yesterday. They also predicted Hassan Reddick to go to the New England Patriots. It just sounds like a guy, you know, he can play D-end, he can play outside linebacker. And then during the Senior Bowl, he moved inside and played inside linebacker and was an absolute force. So big time for Hassan Reddick. I think that's another guy who they could latch onto. Another person I think is Derek Barnett out of Tennessee. So... We will see how he grades out. He's either going to be, he might honestly just be a a top 20 pick. And if he drops, I think the Patriots will be able to get him. But he is, he would be my pick to drop. I think he could be someone that gets lost in the rough here and ends up, and ends up uh, on the uh, further paths at 32. And another guy 
is Charles Harris. Ha ha ha. Charlie, yeah, no, Charles Harris. So Charles Harris is a defensive end out of Missouri. Um, I think he's going to be really good. I think he has a great name. You know, I'm not biased or anything, but I, I, I just think he's going to be a really good player in the NFL. I think he would be a great fit in what they try to do on the outside. I think he would combo really well with Trey Flowers. Charles Harris has the ability to give you uh, some really good pass rush from both the inside as well as the outside edge. I think that he, like I said, would pa- match up really well with Trey Flowers. But don't be surprised if Charles Harris ends up on the Dallas Cowboys. They are incredibly high on him, and I can totally see uh, Charles Harris fitting in well on the Dallas Cowboys. But those are just four defensive ends that I think the Patriots could possibly draft this uh, this season. We'll be having a full draft preview coming up for you guys in the next couple of weeks. But for now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, Kevin Duffy from Mass Live is going to break down his New England Patriots free agency moves. We'll be right back. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment this week. We are very happy to welcome back into the show Kevin Duffy, the Patriots Beat writer for MassLive and MassLive.com. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Hey, no problem, Paris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you back on. So this has been a pretty crazy week for Patriots news from all the free agency stuff with Hightower and then the Jimmy Garoppolo trade rumors that came out yesterday being Wednesday. So let's let's start there because I still think that Jimmy G is the, the biggest topic of the offseason. And we had Adam Schefter come out yesterday and adamantly deny that the Patriots are going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Almost going to to a point and saying that it's almost ridiculous that people think they are actually going to trade him. Do we believe Adam Schefter? I mean, it's kind of hard to say no to him, but it is kind of on track with everything we've been hearing this season. Yeah, <clears throat> kind of what you said. It's hard to doubt Adam Schefter. Usually when Adam Schefter says something, it's probably right. Um, I know on SportsCenter he was a little more adamant about it uh, than he was in his tweet. I think in his tweet he just said the Patriots are not expected to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. So that... I mean, that doesn't mean they're not trading him. It just means that from the people he's talked to, and I imagine that 
those people are, you know, high up in the Patriots organization, possibly people close to Garoppolo, Garoppolo's agents, what have you. Uh, that might be the sense right now. Uh, I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think that Garoppolo is untouchable in a trade. I, I think that maybe the purpose of getting that report out there through the Patriots is to kind of up the ante. You know that there's going to be a lot of people talking to the Pats at Indianapolis this week at the Combine. You know, all the teams are there. People are going to want to talk about um, trading for Garoppolo, and I think the Patriots are just signaling that they want you to come with a serious offer. They don't want to – Bill Belichick and Nick Casario have a lot of stuff to do. They don't want to waste their time um, <laughs> unless it's, unless it's you know, legitimate. I think they're, they're signaling that they want it, you know, first-round pick, absolutely. Um, maybe they're <laughs> – you know, I don't know how, how deep into conversations they've gone with Cleveland about it, but – Maybe Cleveland is willing to part with that 12th pick, but the Patriots are kind of looking at the number one overall and maybe hoping they can get that out of Cleveland. And I think it's just, you know, it, it's possible for it, the, that report to have been a leverage play by the Patriots and also to be true that they are expected to hold on to them. Um, you know, both of those things can be true. And, uh, I tend to believe what Adam Schefter says. So I think unless the team comes with an offer that the Patriots uh, really can't refuse, that, uh, that that might be how it goes. Do you think that this might just be a tool that the Pats are using to maybe show their current free agents that they care more about them than trading Garoppolo? Or is this more of a bargaining tool to try to squeeze every last little drop out of Cleveland. Is, is it both? Is it one or the other? I think it's more in relation to the teams that are potential trade partners for Garoppolo. I don't know if the, the free agent, um, you know, their, their own free agents kind of are their own situation. There's, you know, Garoppolo is not, Garoppolo is not up for a, another payday until next year when he becomes an unrestricted free agent and the Patriots can franchise tag him or um, you know maybe sign him to a long-term deal but that could get sticky but that's a different uh, different discussion I think when you're talking about the Patriots current free agents you know they're they're looking for their own dollars and, and how much the Patriots are going to be willing to offer so I don't know how much the whole Garoppolo discussion even factors into Someone like Dante Hightower, like Logan Ryan, like um, Martellus Bennett, Ron Harmon, Alan Branch. I mean, there's a, Patriots have a very large free agent class this year, and I'm sure that they will make an effort to retain not all of those guys. They're not all going to be back, but I think that they're going to try to bring back, you know, at least a few. Mm-hmm. So to move on to those free agents, one of the, I guess, now a new free agent, which wasn't terribly surprising, is the report that Sebastian Vollmer is going to get released before March 9th. Obviously not a huge surprise thing is, you know, he hasn't been healthy the past three years and Marcus Cannon has was outstanding this past season, but still sad to see a pretty tenured vet go. Is this the end of his career, or do you think they're just looking to maybe bring him back as a depth on a low-tier deal? No, I think that they're probably ready to move past uh, him, and he's, I mean, I, I don't, I can't speak for him. I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that retirement would be a pretty serious consideration. I mean, he's 33. He's dealt with, as you said, some injuries over the years. 
you know, offensive lineman, <laughs> you know, he can only play so long. Um, he had a pretty long, pretty productive career. And uh, I think the Patriots are looking at their tackle situation. Between Cannon and Solder, they, they have two solid to good starters there. And I think they, they actually liked a good amount what they got out of uh, out of Cameron Fleming um, last year when he was in there. And Cameron Fleming's been on the team for three years, but he's still only like 23 years old. He's very young. Uh, Adrian Wallace didn't really play a lot, so but they might end up adding another um, another like swing tackle, another backup depth type guy. But I wouldn't anticipate that it would be a 33 year old Vollmer. I think that his days with the Patriots and most likely his days in the NFL are uh, over. Well, uh, a little unfortunate. I think uh, think New England was was always a big uh, had a big soft spot for the the large German. But m- moving on from uh, from Sebastian Vollmer. You know, j- just to hit the jugular here, the, the number one free agent for the Pats this year is obviously Dante Hightower. We don't really know what exactly is going to happen between the two, but we do know that it seems that the that uh, the Patriots and Hightower are at least keeping a dialogue open. Is he going to sign anything before March 9th, or is he just going to test free agency at this point? No, I would be pretty surprised if he signed anything before March 9th. It just doesn't really doesn't really make sense for him to do that because he's just given the way he's talked about it you can tell that he's somewhat excited interested to see what else is out there um, financially for him so I don't think it really would be a sensible move even if the Patriots come with I mean unless the Patriots come with something that he knows is going to be top of the market for sure but I don't I don't foresee the Patriots doing that before March 9th I think uh, a lot of guys a lot of writers have alluded to the Devin McCourty situation uh, from 2015 mm-hmm. where McCourty went out and, you know, he talked to other teams and he had some other offers and then Belichick made a call um, before McCourty decided and, you know, gave him his submitted his final offer and McCourty ultimately decided to stay. Uh, Mike Reese wrote about that earlier in the week on ESPN.com. I could see this situation playing out a lot like that. Um, you know, when you're an unrestricted free agent and when you don't know how long your career is going to be, and this is your, for Hightower, I mean, this is, this might be the only really big contract he gets. He's going to be 27. He's dealt with some injuries. You know, you watched Gerard Mayo retire at 29 uh, a couple of years ago. I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen to Hightower, but you never know. I mean, this is, this is his chance to, to make as much money as he possibly can. So I think that he's going to want to, hear from everybody, hear from all teams, and then um, have all the information from, from everybody and then make a decision probably sometime on the first couple of days of free agency. And, you know, the speaking of kind of, uh, you know, blowing the doors off and getting the one chance at a contract here, uh, Malcolm Butler over the past two seasons now has expressed his discomfort and disappointment in his current contract. Now he's entering restricted free agency. I'm a little surprised that we haven't heard any sort of rumors of them trying to work out a deal or trying to find a number because obviously or, – or even what they're going to tender him uh, when it comes to pick tender. What do you expect to play out from this situation going forward? Most likely scenario, I would say, would be that the Patriots place the first-round tender on Malcolm Butler – which would pay him around, I believe, four million this year, which is not not a 
a large amount for one of the better cover corners in in the NFL. But considering he only made six hundred, excuse me, six hundred thousand last year, I mean, four million might look pretty good for for next year for him. Um, so I think that they'll they'll tender him at four million uh, at the first. I would highly doubt another team, as good as Malcolm Butler is, I doubt another team would come in and, and uh, be willing to part with their first-round pick and pay Butler whatever it is they're, they're going to offer to pay him. Uh, so I think it'll probably stick in New England, uh, high likelihood of him sticking. And then once you, you offer him that tender, you know they can still continue long-term contract discussions after that, and that's probably what will happen. There's some examples of that in past years where guys kind of – similar to Malcolm Butler's position. I think Victor Cruz in um, 2013, I believe it was, maybe 2012, that Cruz was, uh, I believe he was undrafted out of UMass uh, and obviously exploded onto the scene in a way similar to, to uh, how Butler has. And the Giants and Cruz, you know, they, they went back and forth. They had these discussions. They placed the first-round tender on Cruz. And then um, I believe a month after he signed that tender, they came to an agreement on like a five-year $50 million contract, something along those lines. So just cause that, that, you know, just cause Butler's going to more than likely receive that tender doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play the 2017 season, uh, on that salary. I mean, he very well could agree to a long-term contract or if Butler really, I mean, it depends what the Patriots are offering. If, if Butler's not satisfied with what the, the long-term offer is, I mean, he's almost, he's almost there. Like he'll play one more year for a rate lower than what he should be paid. And then he'll finally become an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, it's not ideal for Butler because as I said before, you, you really never know with injuries. Malcolm tears his ACL uh, next year and he, he might never see the, the contract that he think that, that he, uh, that he deserves. So there's gotta be some incentive um, from Butler's side to just to get something long-term done, to get a lot of uh, guaranteed money as soon as possible. But if he just doesn't feel that the Patriots are, you know, coming far enough to his side, like the deal is probably going to be somewhere in the middle, but Malcolm wants it to be more to his side of the middle. The Patriots probably want it to be more to their side. So if Malcolm Butler doesn't feel the Patriots are doing enough, I mean, he really could just play next year for the first round tender, wait it out, and then become an unrestricted free agent. Would be would be a pretty big scandal, seeing as you know, as of right now, the only person that they'd have to replace him is Eric Rowe, and moving into the other people in the secondary, Logan Ryan and Deron Harmon, the two Rutgers kids, very very clearly going to test the market, and then we get a report this morning that. We're at a point where whatever offer they receive, they're going to give the Patriots a chance to match. So is there a certain number you expect to hit with those two? Do you think they're both gone? Which one do you think has a better chance of coming back? Yeah, not sure on the, the exact numbers. I mean, there's there's some websites out there that, that do kind of uh, market projections. Um, Spotdirect.com is a big salary website, and they actually have Logan Ryan at around like 10 million a year, which I mean that's that's very high. And, you know, it's that'd outrageous. Awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome for Logan Ryan. I just don't know if the Patriots would would come back with that. Um, 
you know, he plays a position. Logan plays a position that's coveted. Um, guys get paid a lot of money at that position, and he's probably one of the top four, three maybe corners on the free agent market this year. So, if you and he's 26 years old. He's pretty young, and he and he's also a good. You now Logan Ryan is is a good teammate. He's a good guy to have in the locker room. I mean, he's pretty much all business. He works really hard. Um, he you can tell that he very much embraces the mental side of the game preparation the scouting of other receivers uh so there's a lot of a lot of things to like about logan ryan and that's why i think when i saw that number initially i was like oh oh my god that's that's absurd but you know what like you've seen the contracts in the last couple of years if the cap continues to inflate i mean these guys make a ton of money and um logan ryan looks like he's in pretty decent position to secure a big contract from somebody so i don't you know, I think the Patriots would love to have both those guys back. I think Belichick really likes both of them. I just think um, Logan Ryan probably is going to get paid more than Harmon. And as you said, I mean, they do – they control Malcolm Butler's right, so they're going to have Malcolm Butler on the team next year, barring something, you know, really out there. And Eric Rowe, they traded for last year, probably – you know, anticipating that this would happen. I mean, Eric Rowe is a guy who's under his rookie deal. He's cheap. He's getting better. He's got good physical traits. So they might say, you know, if Logan Ryan gets an offer for $9 million, $10 million a year from the 49ers and he comes back to the Patriots, they might look at it and say, I mean, we'd love to have you, man, but we feel like we've got, we've got some, you know, we've got enough there at cornerback and we really can't pay you that much. So, I don't know. It's always somewhat of a guessing game with this, but if you're just, you know, reading the the tea leaves on Logan Ryan's situation, it it wouldn't be that surprising to see him leave. And Harmon, um, kind of the same, similar boat. Not, I don't think he's going to make quite the money that Logan Ryan's going to make, which would make him a, a likelier candidate to stay in New England. But there's, you know, there's a good chance that both of those guys are gone. So the last guy that we have to talk about just also so happens to be the biggest guy on the entire roster, and that is big old Alan Branch, who has had two back-to-back great seasons for the Pats, really sealing up the the middle of the defensive line, Uh, I think being a pretty good mentor to Malcolm Brown as well, and then obviously Vincent Valentine uh, coming in as a rookie this year, and they all of a sudden have a really good defensive tackle core. Do you expect Alan Branch to be back next year, or do you think they're going to let him go in the favor of the two young guys? That's that's one of the more interesting ones because Branch is just a, it's a weird situation. He's thirty one or thirty two, I believe, and he's really playing the best he's ever played, and he didn't really show any signs of you know slipping last year, and he's. I mean, he's a he's massive and he's very athletic for someone his size. He's a very valuable player. He's been a valuable player in two Super Bowl after two Super Bowl teams and really for three seasons for the Patriots. He's been very good. So there's gonna, in my opinion, there's gonna be a, a an effort to bring him back. Um, the money won't the money for him just because of his age is not going to be out of control. So the Patriots are going to be in position where I think that they'd be able to pay him. Um, and not feel like they're they're overextending. And let it also be said, the Patriots do have a lot of money to work with here. They have sixty million dollars in cap space, so 
you know, maybe a lot of, I mean, they're going to give high tower money if they're going to retain him. If they keep either Ryan or Harmon, they're going to end up paying one of those guys a decent amount. Um, but you got to pay somebody. You got to use, you have to meet the, the 89% um, cash spending over a four year period. Now, this is the first of those four years. So there's not like an immediate need to, to spend a lot of money, but they're not going to take. $40 million with them. They're, they're going to get some free agents here. It's just a matter of how, who are going to be the new guys they bring in and who are going to be the guys that are signed. I still think there's a good chance that Alan Branch is back just because of the way he played last year. So, yeah, you know, sorry, sorry, my mic disconnected for a second. So, yeah, no, you no know, problem. Alan Branch obviously being the one of the more important guys in the roster the past couple of years, but you know, I, I agree with you. I think his free agency is, is kind of interesting because you don't want to overpay for a guy his age, but you're not really sure how much longer he really has left. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting because here we go full circle. You know, this is the this is the big problem with whether or not you trade Jimmy Garoppolo. You have no idea how much longer Tom Brady has left. And we've always seen Belichick kind of lean towards getting rid of someone a year two or, or a year early rather than a year too yeah. late. So I, I honestly think that Alan Branch yeah. might be gone. I don't I think it'd be a sad no, instance, yeah. but we'll see. No, that's a fair opinion because I mean you're you're right. People get really hung up on guys who have played well and and have contributed, especially to like Super Bowl teams. But the fact is that the Patriots don't really keep older players. I mean, they they really they move on to younger guys pretty frequently, and that's just you know, it's not really only the Patriots. It's how the NFL, the NFL is a pretty young guys league. Like, there's not many. I mean, Branch is an exception playing the way he played at 30, uh, 31, 32 years old. There's not many guys who sustain that level of play or even last in the league until they're that age. So I, I think that that's, you know, that, that probably is what happened with Chris Long. Um, in all honesty, they probably just decided that uh, Chris Long, I mean, they need to get young at that edge rusher position, and Long gave him a good year, but time to move on you gotta you gotta get young guys mm-hmm. so lastly before we let you go here i gotta know do you have any more insider information for us regarding any of the uh the players that we got going on here is there any is there anyone that we missed that you think is a uh big enough news no i mean the one guy we didn't talk about was martellus bennett but i think all the signs are probably pointing to him leaving um not uh, that's not really a total surprise, I don't think. I mean, again, as I said before, the Patriots do have money, so it's not like they, they couldn't spend it on Bennett, but just the way he's tweeted since the season has ended and, um, you know, he's he's looking to, to max out uh, his dollars, uh, and I don't think anyone can blame him for that. I mean, that's just part of, right. part of the, uh, the business in the NFL. Um, so it all depends, I guess, with Martellus, what, what his market looks like. You know, he's, he is older. Like he's, he's turning 30 years old um, on the, the third day of free agency. I don't know if he's going to get like three years of guaranteed money. I mean, I think his best case is probably a pretty hefty contract with like two guaranteed years. And then the third year where the team can get out of it. So it might be up to the Patriots to decide whether they want to do that or let a team like, I mean, there's 
some teams out there. I mean, Cleveland has like a hundred million dollars of cap space. <laughs> there's teams, there, there are some, the Patriots, I believe have the fifth or sixth most cap space in the league, but the teams that have more than them, I mean, in Cleveland's case, have a significant, um, more amount and also have a significant number of holes on their team. So a guy like Marcellus Bennett, who probably is the number one free agent on the market, should end up getting overpaid just because a couple of crappy teams with a lot of money really want him. So, I mean, it, I think it's, it's hard to project these things. We kind of, you just look at um, the Patriots, just they're, the way they operate and they generally, they generally do move on from guys pretty swiftly. And I think fans are, uh, fans might be a little disappointed because I think a lot of these guys are going to move on, but, I'm sure the Patriots will bring in a, a crop of free agents and a few young guys and a lot of, you know, they'll probably have a, a solid amount of draft picks this year, especially if they end up trading Garoppolo for an additional first rounder. So the team will look a lot different next year, but they've done this for a long time and they're pretty good at it. So I guess we'll have to see uh, who who it is that ends up staying and who ends up going. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kevin Duffy, obviously Patriot Pete writer for uh, Mass Live. Thank you for joining us this week, bringing us some great information as always on all the free agents the Pats have to offer. March 9th is going to be obviously week from today, so we'll we'll definitely uh, start the craziness then. Kevin, thanks for coming on. No problem, Harris. Thanks, man. Have a good one. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show, hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386, toll-free, to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter polls for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Well, guys, that's going to do it for today's Patriots Beat Podcast. I want to thank Kevin Duffy again for coming on and giving us some fire Patriots news, as he usually does. I want to thank Joshua Morrison, Hi 209, for the lovely music. I want to thank Michael Longi. I want to thank Larry Trussell and Nick Yelso, as usual. Please remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. That's Facebook.com slash CLNS fans and on Twitter at CLNS Radio. You can find me on Twitter as well at CLNS underscore. Score sports theme next week will really be uh, excuse me on our show on Monday we're going to start breaking down the different draft prospects that the Patriots might be interested in outside of the score I already mentioned and then the week after that it will be the official start of free agency so I'm sure there will be a crazy amount of news for us to report on but that's going to do it have a great weekend and we'll see you guys on Monday. <laughs>